We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, Fern, we've been digging in, doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this intensity piece. And I think we're making headway to the people that listen to us, the people that watch our stuff on Instagram, that talk to us, like they're getting it. The light bulbs are going off. Would you? No, don't get me wrong. There's always dumb people. And you, still if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, you very well may be one of those dumb people. <laughs> was it like, it was that, was that uh, quote? It's like, if you look around the room and you can't find the asshole, it's probably you. <laughs> you're the asshole. Yeah, that's the, that's the um, gambling pro. If you can't spot the sucker in the room, you're the sucker. But, you know, we had somebody today comment on um, your quote about asking for uh, Ferrari at a fiat price, I think it was. And they're like, well, some CrossFits aren't great. They are fiats. And I'm like, yeah, you're arguing something different. That's not what we're saying. If you go to CrossFit Rife, you're buying a Ferrari. And if you come in and ask for a discount, you're trying to get it at a fiat price. Same yeah, where I like, again, again, same thing. Uh, you, again, arguing an entirely separate topic, which is the whole quality assurance deal, right. which is like every CrossFit gym is not created equal. We all know that it's a given. Please remember, guys. Like when we're when we're talking about these concepts, nothing is nothing applies across the board. What we're talking about in general is the vast majority of instances. Are there, you know? not so ideal CrossFit gyms for sure. Are there less than ideal CrossFit coaches for sure? Just like every single profession, but that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to change that so that when we, you know, you know, bring everybody up as we come through. Right. So like if we don't address these things, if we don't talk about them, if we don't expose these weaknesses, then again, going back to what we posted the other day, then people are just, you know, roaming around in ignorance, which is not what we're trying to achieve here. We're trying to get everybody to just be okay with the feedback and understand that like being bad at something is not only okay, it's the only way that you start any endeavor. Like I I'm not aware of anybody that started anything that they eventually became really competent at that on day one, they were good or on day two, they were good or day 100, they were good. So it's okay. That's the whole point of this. It's just, but like, but we're going to bring light to it. And the, and the faster that we can all become okay with feedback, the faster we will improve. I can't express eloquently enough or with enough detail, how bad I was as a coach in 2007. And prior to that, I've been coaching human beings since 1993 when I was 15 and I got my first job at club fit. I just say who were you coaching at the age of, well, that's not true. I was coaching little kids when I was that age. Yeah. I was the personal trainer. We did a assessment where you would do body fat, you would ride a bike and then you would take them on the same 10 pieces of equipment. I gave an old man rhabdo. I'm confident of that. I, 
you know, knowing now what I know, because it was like, this is what I do. You're 70 and have never worked out. You should probably do it too. And, you know, and then when you go into when <laughs> I started, 50, <laughs> you're five decades older than me. This is totally appropriate. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know why, but I remember him as the guy Mandelbaum from Seinfeld when he's like, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. And I don't, I'm sure that's not what he looked like, but I remember he wore, you know, it's an old man when they wear the sweat outfit that's all the same color, like the blue on blue sweats. Like, this is my first workout outfit. I'm joining a gym. I have I, one of those. <laughs> I want to get a all. Is it weird? That, is it? We talk about this all the time at the gym. So Reebok just sent us our, uh, our most recent, like, care package i guess if you will but like all this stuff and they have that that blue outfits the blue polar navy blue and the blue pants yes and everybody i know unanimously is like that that whole thing is dope like the top is awesome the bottom is awesome but everybody has a problem wearing them together they're like it's too much i can't wear these at the same time and i'm like nope i'm totally wearing these at the same time you can't replicate adidas adidas did it well ll cool j run dmc you know, they popularized it. And I think it's one of those scenarios where if you're going to do it, you have to do it right. You have to go with the original way and Reebok and all these other brands. You can't, you can't copy that. You can't mimic that. Well, I, the, my point with that is like, this one actually does look appropriate. Together. But you like can't it, pull it off. It, I can. I don't know about you, but like, well, I pull I, it off all the time. I walk in, people are like, that's a real, I like that. And I'm I like, like for you to know. make that your podcast outfit. Maybe one of those. John. Congo hats? Did you ever have a Congo hat back in the day? Congo? Congo? I think it was Congo. It's you know, it was like Oh, with the uh did have a, a kangaroo on it? Yeah, kangaroo but you know, the no. kind of like I don't know how you would describe that hat. It's kind of like a not a um like an old a, man, a derby hat you would call it. No, right? it's not a fedora. What's a fedora? What's no, a fedora hat? would be taller. Fedora would yeah. be more like a, an old man hat. The but old anyway, golf hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, golf hat. The peaky, peaky blinders. Pe yeah, exactly. Well done. Um, so anyway, in, in 2007, I was so bad as a CrossFit coach. Just what I was going to say is for those listening that are accepting the fact that they're not great yet, lean into what you're good at. Lean into what you're good at. You know, I was the presence and attitude guy. I can mask my terrible coaching, my terrible ability to see and correct by making it fun. If that's not you... Coach the hell out of somebody. If that's not you, demonstrate, you know, to the best of your ability. Lean into what you're good at and be working at stuff. But right, it's the same. It's the same. This is, and this is a good segue into today's topic about RX month. But it's the same guidance I would give an athlete in a workout that has a combination of movements that they're split down the middle on that they're pretty strong at and then awful at, which is be good at what you're good at manage the rest. So when you walk out on the floor, be good at what you're good at from a coaching standpoint, manage the other things and start developing a plan and with which to improve at those things. No different than you would in a workout where I'm great on the barbell and I'm awful on the gymnastics rings. Like be good at what you're good at, like crush that stuff, manage the other things so that you can keep them in check. Yeah, that's a great point. We did the uh, eight days of Hanukkah workout recently and it was just, you know, long, arduous but there's some gymnastic movements and you know i would attack those and then you slow people need to think about that when it comes to their own workouts and there's plenty of days you don't want to work out my attitude is always then do something you're great at if you don't want to work out today for me burpees and toes to bar you know if you don't want to work out today do something you enjoy and it's you know there's a lot of overlap when it comes to coaching and your actual training but i also think we need to make 
Eight Days of Hanukkah more broadly utilized in programming and not the 12 days of Christmas. I think we I, need I think we need equitable distribution of those two holidays. I agree. What I think what I'm thinking is we should do the eight days of Hanukkah eight days in a row. But I've got a that's I've an awful a, idea. Here's actually where I'm going. That's bad. That's bad programming. Here's what I think. I think gyms should shut down for Hanukkah. Like we shut down for Christmas, close down for all eight days. You know, teach people. I, I was telling people during the class, I was like, if the Jews can get oil to burn for eight days, which is what Hanukkah is all about, we can work out for 30 minutes. So I was giving them, I was giving them that. But yeah, I think we do need to, to um, focus on that. I noticed a lot of my friends do the elf on a shelf. Do you do the elf on the shelf? At home? You said elf on the shelf? Yeah. Yeah. You do well, that for, for the... <laughs> Funny story about that, everybody. A little insight into my life, elf on the shelf. Do you know what the elf's name is? I don't. But you're not supposed Chip. to say it, right? It's Chippy. Oh, is it really? It's Chippy. So <laughs> when, when Jess was pregnant with Chappie, so my son's name is Jason Chapman Fernandez. Wait, right? I didn't realize Chappie's name was Jason. Right. That's the point. So I did I had no clue. Here we are. I so, thought we knew each other. Nope. I've known you for ten yeah. years. I hardly know you. Little little uh little lesson, everybody. Ask more questions. You didn't ask one more, Jay. You <laughs> or didn't listen, ask one more or listen better. <laughs> right, Maybe listen I've asked better. it. So she uh we would ask Logan, you like, hey, what would you want your brother's name to be? And like so the first day, uh, what did she say? She said something like really crazy. It was just like Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, nope, we're definitely not naming him Frankenstein. And then like, and then like three days, three or four days in a row, she went on. She, I was like, what do you want your brother's name to be? She's like, Chappie, Chappie, Chappie. And I was like, okay, well, we're not going to actually name him Chappie. And then the people that are in on this know if you haven't seen Iron Eagle. Like from Lewis the 80s Gossett Jr. movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. His name is Chappie in that movie. You would know that. It's a military I would. movie. Right. So, uh, is it a military movie? I mean, they had the military in it, but it's about as far away from a military movie as you could possibly get as far as accuracy. Uh, it's insane. It's up there with Red Dawn. The, um, <laughs> so, anyway, she said Chappie like three days in a row. And then we're just like, we don't know where she came up with that. And then later on, we found out that, oh, the teacher's like, oh, yeah, we do an elf on the shelf. And she, like, Dolphin the show's name is Chippy. And I was like, oh, so my daughter's speech problems actually have led to my son's now what is now his nickname. <laughs> so what's it? So his name is Jason what? What's his middle name? Chapman. Wait, was that after the Chappie? They kind of no. So it was, it was we we were like, hey, well, we like it. We're gonna keep it, but we're not gonna have it be Chappie. So like, what's the other thing? So we kind of looked through like I like Chapman, like you know, give him multiple options. Like if you wanted to sound pristine or, you know, uh, so his nickname, like, like an, like an asshole, like you could be like, my name's Chapman. And be like, all right, if you wanted to go that route, you could do that. So uh, his, his actual middle name was because is of, Chap is Chapman because, because of Chappie. Right. Okay. So it wasn't the other way. Cause otherwise I'd say, Hey, his nickname is based on the fact that you gave him the middle name Chapman, but it actually went backwards for you. It went backwards. Yeah. That's a, that, so, that's cool. Yeah, what, but now everybody you, has this. Then everybody has this picture of Lewis Casa Jr. going down in a flaming pile of smoke into the ocean, and a sixteen-year-old kid who's apparently qualified to fly an F sixteen 
<laughs> what, what do you Going, think is the Chappy? <laughs> what do you think is the best military movie ever? Are we talking about like over the top stupid, or are we talking about like accurate? Uh, anything, anything that involves the military. Ooh. Saving Private Ryan is very good. You can't go wrong with that. Greyhound is also exceptional. What's the one with um, You Can't Handle the Truth? Oh, uh, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Platoon. Platoon. Uh, Platoon's the one with um, yeah. Bomer Pyle, right? Um, no, Platoon has... Um, Oh my God! What uh, what is his? That's name? A, that's a Oliver Stone, but yeah, which is anyway. with, with Gomer Pyle, with the guy from uh, the old Law and Order show, Vincent D'Onofrio, and he was like really heavy. Oh, you're in the movie. you're talking about um, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's um, Predator, maybe I don't know. Is that military? Can you go I Forrest mean, Gump? Forrest Gump was in the military. Forrest Gump was a military Predator. I just, I just, I yearn. If anybody wants an, an insight into the things that I truly want to happen at some point in this life is to have a high five that is on the level of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, uh, and Carl Weathers in that movie. That's, that's all I want. I think, we should, I think that a, should be our new logo. <laughs> our new logo. Both, <laughs> of us, both of us have some bicep work to be done. Yeah, we need to, we need to do some curls. So... Let's dig in. Initially, when we started this podcast, what I was going to say is we've been leaning into this whole intensity piece and people are getting behind it. You know, when we've talked about teaching intensity, understanding intensity, the fact that your members don't need or want it every day. How do we scale other movements to maximize intensity? How do we, you know, do our best to preserve it? Well, if you've been following along and you know us well enough we always try to give you tangible things, action items. And this is something we've discussed in the past, but it was worth revisiting. Fern created at CrossFit Rife RX Month. So Fern, you want to give a brief synopsis of what that is? And then let's talk about how the listeners, because, hey, maybe a good time January to give that a go. Full disclosure, I think I created this. But I don't actually, I don't remember the genesis of it. I, it, I think, I, I do think I made it though. So if, if have, I'm, if I'm have. failing to give credit somewhere, I apologize. I think I planted I the idea. Probably not. But the um, inception style. So, oh, by the way, another tangent. If you have not seen Tenet. Dude, I watched it. When? Maybe last week. I watched week, it I last it night. Up. I watched it last night. And when the movie was over, I was like, I'm going to have to watch this a dozen times to keep up. I had to what watch the hell. like eight YouTube videos and I still don't understand it. The cinematography there had to be in so difficult to shoot and choreograph. That was mind blowing. Anyway, I don't want to go off of that, but well, watch Tenet. Fights, it's an amazing. I don't want to give away too much. But when he, fights himself, yeah. when he fights himself in that scene. <laughs> right. A lot of it. I'm just like, wait a second. What's happening? Um, great movie though. So anyway, the with regard to RX month, what we were trying to do and this is part of a larger conversation about how to make people, how to have deeper connections and deeper attachments to your brand other than just like I work out there, right? So we have to transcend the coaching and we have to teach people things, whether it be physical, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like whatever you want to do, but like they, you have to be an actual coach. And this is one of many ways to do that. 
so what we did is typically when I look at a workout, when we, when we think about RX, so the prescribed variation of a workout, it is, we'll, we'll use something like um, Cindy, for instance. So Cindy would be AMRAP 20 minutes, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. Okay. So that is, if I can do that for 20 minutes, if I get any number of rounds, I can do it prescribed, right? I can put RX next to my name. However, you and I would both agree that if I get five rounds of Cindy, I'm not entirely sure that in a 20 minute window that that would fall in the intended stimulus. While you did do the workout as written, it is not the intended stimulus for Cindy is to do five rounds of Cindy. Okay. So this is where we kind of depart the hard and fast lines of, yes, it's measurable, observable, repeatable. I did these things as written and we move into the somewhat more abstract nature of what's the intended stimulus. Okay. Because we, now I have, now I have record, rep ranges. We've talked about this on those recent episodes in order to do this well, you have to understand the stimulus. How do you do that? You do the workouts yourself. Right. You look at, you know, especially classic girl workouts like that. You look at .com. You look at... Go to be on the whiteboard. Similar like workouts in the games. Right. So you have to understand what the stimulus is. And, and if you're not sure, there's so many... Like be on the whiteboard is a great one, right? Or there, email there's, us. There's, Send us a yeah. workout and we'll tell you what we think is good. Right. But there are, there are workouts such as these named or hero workouts that have so many data points in there that it's very easy to find out like, what is the actual intended stimulus or like, what is the bulk of the general population doing, um, with regard to this? So with regard to that, I always, I ask this all the time, especially when we talk about the programming at level one or level two is like, what's the intent, what's the gold standard in CrossFit. Don't think about the Chris Spielers of the world. What's the number everybody's shooting for in Cindy? Are you asking me? Yeah. Like 20. 20 rounds. Yeah. Everybody's like, if you can do 20 rounds, you fall in the fit category of my book. Like you can do a hundred pull-ups you, know, you can do 200 push-ups and 300 air squats in 20 minutes. And I don't think that's a, that's a small feat, quite frankly. I, I know people kind of scoff at that at this point, but like, that's really hard to do. So what we did when we started RX month is we rearranged what the focus point was. And this goes back to a previous episode where I said, hey, listen, it's not that weights and rep schemes and movements are not valuable. We need measurable, observable, repeatable in order for this to pass the, you know, the scientific sniff test, right? It needs to be able to be measured. However, there is value in putting your emphasis elsewhere, which is what should the result be? So in something like Cindy what we would do is we would give them a round and rep range, right? However you want to put that one. So instead of saying, Hey, if you do five, 10, 15 pull-ups, push-up squats, that's RX, regardless of how many rounds you get. What we would say is guys, if you want to check the RX box for this workout, what we're going to say is, I don't know, making this up 17 to 22 rounds. I like, I like five, like it just, they're good numbers. If you get, regardless of what scaling option that you use, for this workout. If you get 17 to 22 rounds, you get to put RX next to your name because that's so, the intent. That's the intended stipulus. Three, six, nine, right. five. Three. You could do three, 10, 15 if they struggle with pull-ups. Right. Now, can somebody scale Ring up? Rows. Can somebody scale up? For sure. So I may say I might have to do like 10, 20, 30 or else I'll get too many rounds. Well, so then that's a, that's a separate question, which is, okay, if you scale up, Current, I have one. My first question is, what is your current score of Cindy? And if it's not high twenties, then I don't think you need to scale up. I think I'm in the fifties. I'm fifty plus. Probably, 
Uh, probably not. But the uh, I think the highest score I've ever heard was a thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Yeah, I think that was Spieler back in the day. Like Spieler. I think my um, best ever is like twenty-seven, but I would I would say the push-ups were probably a bit suspect if I was getting that many these days. My best ever is twenty-eight, actually. Yeah, and I'm not so saying that because it's one more than you, but definitely did not yeah. break parallel. But I got I think about twenty-two ish. Listen, now. if you guys want to talk about breaking <laughs> parallel, I need you to go back to now the now Coach Jason Ackerman's when he's teaching the air squat and watch him demo the air squat, and you guys tell me if that's below. Parallel I got feedback on that in my group. Yeah, you you quite frankly should have. Yeah, um, Coach so, Jason Ackerman so, on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to check it yeah, out. So the uh, so the point is we're 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 reclassifying what the focus point is. Now, there are some sticky points with this, which is you have to be pretty tuned into the programming and in order to give the appropriate stimulus because you can mess this up royally if you don't know what you're talking about and you give stimuluses that are way off or not achievable, okay? Because then everybody's missing the mark when they do this and you look like an idiot. So um, now when we write the workouts, they look very different. So we'll give rep ranges and we'll give loading ranges and say anything in these windows is what we're going to push you towards and there's no wrong answer just get to the stimulus so and what we're doing go ahead is there an overscaling like can somebody <clears throat> if you have an athlete being 100 sincere they're like i need to do one pull-up but i'm going to do a pull-up i struggle with kipping so it's strict two solid push-ups three squats and they get 22 rounds they get that rx check Right. So n there's no scaling too far. So what well, I'm also... Well, there is scaling too far if they miss the stimulus. Right, they get right. too many rounds. Right. Right. Yeah. And would you tell those people, hey, you don't get this today? Uh, I would. So again, we're not trying to be like, you didn't get it. All This whole thing is about teaching people, right? Getting them to understand their own capacity, getting them to move a little bit outside of their, um, outside of their comfort zone. Um, or the things that are in the norm for them to kind of stretch themselves a little bit and well, learn, and right? Hearing... So the whole purpose of this is for to get people to really start to learn and understand intensity and how it actually works. I, I love that aspect of it. And I also love the fact that there's going to be a lot of people that have never had that opportunity to click the RX button. That, so that's the other point is just is just the 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 psychological aspect of it the, you know taking these people who quite frankly will never touch the rx button unless it's a one mile run or something like that but if it involves anything other than a straight monostructural they'll never do it um and that that is part of it too is to is to is to de-emphasize like these at these these absolutes with regard to weight and rep schemes and shift the focus towards intensity um, the first time we ever did it, we got a lot of pushback on it because oh, it, it, it was new, right? I but talk now to you about people that. really dig it. But now people dig it. But before we dive into the pushback aspect of it, I mean, obviously we don't need to go into every workout. You have to know what the stimulus is, and then the scaling. You know, as we've discussed recently, load time reps are probably going to be the first three things you look at. Beyond that, mm -hmm. you know, you might look at just movement function. So, like you mm -hmm. mentioned. Maybe instead of pull-ups, you're doing ring rows or maybe push-ups to a box, but you're keeping the same function. I had a mutual friend of ours. I don't want to say their name in case they have some listeners from their box, but uh, this person was losing their mind that too many people you know, try to hit Rx, so they wind up missing the intended stimulus. And you know, my, my, first, my first response oftentimes in 2020 and beyond is, 
who cares? Right? Like <laughs> someone's cheating, like, oh my goodness. If you go to the CrossFit affiliate owner group or whatever the name of it is these days, once a week, someone asks, hey, we got rep shavers. How do we handle this? And you see- I had a coach come into my gym on Friday and that was one of the main things. From another that, gym? That, right. That, that, that's the, one of the main things they wanted to talk to me about. Like, what do you do? And I said, yeah. I don't care. There's one hard line in the sand for me with regard to that. What's that? And it is, it is if they are talking shit to other people and rubbing in people's faces. That's a culture problem. But that's, Outside of that. You know what? That's regardless of someone's cheating, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. This is just it. Now it rubs people the wrong way. Right. right? So like this person's like they're obnoxious, but now if they're obnoxious and they're lying, now you're an asshole. Right. So I mean, like, that's what sure. I want to I mean, let's be real. If someone's cheating at CrossFit, they're an asshole to begin with. Or they have, Fair enough. Right, Fair enough. Or they have issues. And I think that's what, oh my God, I don't know why, but that just rubs me the wrong way. We had a post that put something up probably over a month ago now where Greg Amundsen was talking about it. And go back on our Instagram and find that clip or go listen to the full podcast that we had. Greg Amundsen, amazing human being. He has another book coming out. The dude puts out like a book a week, but he talks about it. And he talks about it, not just from an OG perspective, but a little bit of a spiritual slash religious perspective. Go listen. But uh, point is, my, my response for almost anything in the box that's like intangible is, why do you care so much? These people are, A, they're paying you. B, they're just there to have the best hour of their day. So, you know, our mutual friend was losing their mind. And after saying that, I'm like, hey, if you don't want to do RX month, like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I like this. I'm not quite ready to dive all in. You know, I would challenge you to do it. Fern's got an amazing box, amazing community, years of experience. And he does it. Do you do it once or twice a year? Just once. Just once a year. But yeah, doing it more than that would be, I think it'd be a little bit cumbersome. It does take, it's, there's a lot of mental drain there in that month, not just for like writing it, but for the coaching staff. But, but maybe you do one workout a week and you say, Hey guys, right. if you don't, and you, you brief it at the whiteboard, like I don't care if you use 95 on today's workout, if it takes you more than eight minutes, do not click that RX button. And you know what? If they do, you use Wattify, right? Right. Yeah. So do we at the box where you have that RX button. Who cares? Again, it goes back to the who cares, but at least you're doing your part to educate them. But I would, I would challenge you if you're feeling uncomfortable doing this again, lean into it. That uncomfort, that discomfort is exactly why you need to do it because it's not only going to benefit your box. It's going to make you a better coach. That was where I was going to go with this. That That is one of the key aspects of this is it is definitely going to challenge your understanding of scaling, of stimulus, of human interaction. There's so many things here um, that this will start to like shed light on. And so the question always comes up is, okay, obviously we know if we're under that, then we would, that we would miss a stimulus. So what I always tell people, I'm like under or over, doesn't get it right. So if somebody smashes a workout and they're they're like way over on the intended stimulus, that doesn't count either. You mean way they're faster, right? So if we gave the stimulus of of uh, like Cindy, for that's no, not a, that's not a good. No, you do Fran, and we say the stimulus is two to seven minutes, and somebody does it in a minute and ten, they they yeah. miss the stimulus as well. Yeah. Unless of course you went RX, right? Yeah, and even then, right. You'd argue that, hey, you're no longer a 95-pound Cindy. There's, I'm sorry, Fran. There's plenty of people. You look at the games athletes. 
they exceed the stimulus at this point. Isabel right. was not meant to be 58 seconds. Isabel, right, 30 snatches was probably meant right. to be two to five. All the classics are really, I believe, like that two to seven minute range. Yeah, and I think it's just, so again, the whole point of this is just to get people to to make these subtle shifts in their mindset with regard to this is how you break you know we'll, we'll use any i just like to pick on my on my soccer moms in the nine this is one of the an easy way to break people of the 65 or 55 pound barbell it's also right. hey listen uh, go 70 right because again just to get people to understand there's no magic in any of these numbers with regard to the 65 pound barbell like do 70 do 75 do 80 like th like just make a change in here to challenge yourself because we have so much play, so much play here to, to, to mess around with. And then what you'll see is you're going to see people start making some gains. If you, if you game this correctly. Yeah. And, and that's why I like that month idea because in 30 days you can see some tremendous progress, but you're going to cover all sorts of, you're going to cover like run distances, people who don't ever run 400 meters, like all sorts of stuff. And that's going to carry over to hundred like percent. You know, the people that, you know, the soccer moms that no matter what the workout is, they throw tens mm -hmm. on a, a bell bar, you know, they're going to be like, oh, wait, it's thrusters. And I remember I did it at 65 or, you know, when it was deadlift, I worked up to 115. So now all of a sudden they have that reference. And, and really, it's not just about getting them to understand the stimulus, but what we're really promoting is you go back to all these episodes is understanding intensity. Right. So now from a coaching standpoint, a couple pitfalls here is like, A, if you don't, if you really don't have this dialed in, you're going to blow it. So play around with it yourself on the front end. Just, you'll just, you'll miss on everybody. Right. So there's the big picture, which is like, you just give a stimulus that is absolutely out, outside of the realm of, of what should be happening. The other thing is typically we, particularly less experienced coaches, they think of scaling in only one direction. Right. So if we're going to scale, we're going to scale down on everything. When you're going to do this, in order to get people to the stimulus, like you're going to have to do both within inside of the same workout. So I may scale, let's let's leave, let's stick with the monostructural stuff like a run or a row. So the people who typically never run 400 meters or they never row 500 meters because they just typically outside of that two to maybe two and a half minute window that's appropriate for something like that. And they're just like, hey, I think I'm going to run the 400s today. Your immediate thought should be in that. was like, I know they're going to take longer. What of the other movements or things do I need to adjust that keeps them on target for this? Meaning like, okay, if they are going to run a little bit longer and that's not their strong suit, it doesn't fall in their wheelhouse. When they come back to the barbell, I may need to have like a lighter load so that they can move a little bit faster to get back to that. So you're going to have to play around with multiple facets of the workout, some of which you normally wouldn't adjust. But if we're factoring in the fact that they're going to be challenging themselves with something that they don't typically do, I'm going to need to make this other one less difficult. And athletes are going to, they're like, they're going to have a little pushback. They're going to say, well, I typically always use that barbell. Remind them you don't typically run. 400 meters. That means this is going to be way more challenging. So that's going to be way harder than normal is. I want this to be a little bit easier than it typically is because I want you to stay on, on task so that we can hit X time or X number of rounds. And they're going to be like, okay, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I, I, my parents are divorced. I grew up with my, I mean, I love all four of my parents, but my stepfather was probably like the most parental in my life. And two things 
that he said to me throughout my childhood were, life's not fair. And oh, did he live with my dad? <laughs> and because I said so. Yeah. Well, I, we had the same father growing up. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And, and the other word that he was to throw around is no. Yeah. Well, I got that. <laughs> Can I have no? <laughs> no. What about no? <laughs> and, and I was like, man, when he said that, I was like, shit, he said so. Like, I guess that's it. Like, you don't, you don't even think about it. Like, you say that to Chappie or Logan, they're like, well, dad said so. Or the other one is like, so-and-so would be like, I'd be like, well, Jay gets to go to the party. He's like, I'm not Jay's dad. I had that one, but but that's where we get the life's not fair. And and I think about it to this day, like it resonates in my head. But I was like, man, when he said that, I accepted it. And I think if you're listening to this and you're an athlete, you should treat your coaches with that same respect. Like this is their job, their career, their livelihood. They put time, effort. Hopefully they're listening to this show. If not, send it to them so they listen to our podcast. We just had another person reach out to us today, thanking us for the podcast. They passed their level three. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have thanked us for helping them pass their level three just by listening to the show. But the point is, don't be afraid as a coach to be like, because I said so. You know, especially when you know, like there was 99% of the time my stepfather said that to me, he was right. And he was protecting me from probably from myself. Right. And, you know, and it's the same thing here as you have to remember as a coach, maybe you're not protecting the athlete or maybe you are, maybe if they don't learn this now, they're going to blow out their shoulder in two years or burn themselves out or just do something incredibly dumb. So Or going back to what we talked about in a previous episode, or it affects the rest of the class because it's not done on time, you know, end end things before they should be done type deal. If this person's still chugging away at this workout because they're just so hard headed on it and it ruins everybody else's experience, like that's not fair to the other 15 people in the class because Jay thinks he can front squat 185 for 21 consecutive reps. Yeah. So what do you, what do you ever do? Do you ever have this issue? We had a, we, I wouldn't say it was an issue yesterday because of the way classes ran, but that Hanukkah workout, we had a 32-minute cap. People don't finish, but then they continue to go. I, so I think it depends. I think there's definitely value in letting yeah. people do that. And for the record, I would be upset if I was like in that last round and my coach was like, You're, like just mentally, I don't care about putting my time down. I want to finish what I started. Right, particularly on a workout like that, where it's like a hero workout or or a, a holiday workout, where the where the whole purpose of this entire get together is just to be together and to celebrate something. Right. It's not a, it's not a typical day of of training. Right, and you didn't call it a thirty two minute AMRAP because that changes things. You told exactly. me it was eight rounds for a time. <laughs> exactly. Don't make me do seven point, you know, three movements um, or whatever. We have that. We have that. I we have another uh, a girl here who I love, but like there's occasionally she'll do that for some of the other ones where. It doesn't happen very often. It happens like a couple times, three, four times a year. But like it happened the other day, we were doing a salt bike workout and the everybody was done. And the t- like kind of the, I don't remember if there was a time gap or not, but she was just like, I'm finishing the last round. I was like, okay, <laughs> knock yourself out. Yeah. And I think so long as it's not interrupting the next class. <clears throat> no. Yeah. We, we had total time. Like I had planned it at, we had something to to tune of 10 minutes at the end of class. And I'm like, the extra three minutes here is not a big deal. She's going to be happy. Everybody else is still recovering. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think so long, you know, again, that goes back to 
don't make everything that we say a blanket rule or an absolute. Like people mess up. I mean, the eight days of Hanukkah workout, for example, or the 12 days of Christmas or any long workout, sometimes you're just like, you don't know what's going to happen in the middle. I mean, I was doing, for example, the eight days of Hanukkah, like three minute rounds for the first four rounds. And then all of a sudden it plummeted. Right. So yeah, your, your fit, your, your lack of fitness kicked in. It caught up to me. That's for sure. (laughs) But you know, the point is it's not like Fran where you're like, okay, there's 45 reps. If I do the 21, I'm broken. As my coach said, it's really hard to be too far off this stimulus. Right. Well, and that's so, and that's a perfect example of really understanding the stimulus. So with regard to giving the, the rain, if you're going to do RX month or RX week or RX day or whatever, the duration or the time domain of the workout should determine how large of the window is for RX. So right. do something, something to the tune, filthy 50, for example. So you and I both know on the crazy fast end, 16, 17, 16, 17 minutes, but like on average 20 to 25 right? 20 so you might go 16 minutes. to 26. That might have so been what I, Yeah, exactly. Right. So the longer workouts that you know that has multiple opportunities for people to fall behind, those windows should be larger because that's not weird. As the time domain gets shorter, the windows should be tighter. And again, this is how you start to going this same principle with regard to writing a lesson plan. This is how you evaluate yourself as a coach right? All these people that are, that constantly reaching out to us about, Hey, I don't have anybody to give me feedback, right? Like nobody's doing this. You can give yourself feedback, right? By like dialing up these scenarios, like write a lesson plan. Like you don't necessarily need somebody else to give you feedback. You can evaluate yourself. If you write a lesson plan, put something in there that you know, you're going to struggle with. Were you effectively able to do that or not? Did I hit the timelines that I, did I, was I on the 32 minute mark when I said three, two, one go, or was it 37? And now that's my feedback moving forward. So I have empathy for people that really want that feedback and it is super important, but don't overlook the fact that you can do a lot of this yourself and do this self-evaluation. I mean, like that's what I did a lot of it. I didn't always have people there to give me feedback. It's like you got to challenge yourself in these different aspects so that you can do a little, you know, self-exploration rather than just leaning on other people all the way to now. You should do both, obviously. But RX month is a per, is a really nice way to challenge your skill set from a coaching standpoint of, you know. Are you factoring in the appropriate timelines in your lesson plan? Are you getting people into the uh, the desired stimulus? And with that, like, how did what would I change each time with regard to scaling? So, I mean, there's a lot of facets of of playing around with this idea and make it your own. Like, do it however you want. Like, that's the point of all this. But there's a lot to be gained by playing around with it. My only recommendation is you shouldn't do it too frequently. Yeah, but that feedback piece is something you mentioned on recent episode where that you can give your yourself evaluation for classes. Obviously it's always great to have another set of eyes on you, but those yes or no things like you mentioned, Hey, did class end on time? Yes. Did, you know, everyone fall within this time domain that I said, yes or no, you know, and then you can start digging deeper. Did I start the general warm up on time, the specific warm up? And those are some easy things that you can start to self reflect on. With just simple right. check marks. Yeah. And, the, and and that's what RX month allows you to do or, or this RX idea, which is like, I'm not emphasizing the loads, the reps and all that stuff. I'm emphasizing what should be the result of this. And then did I do this effectively or not? 
it's pretty yes or no. If, if everybody was in the window, then fantastic. And then you'll have some people that are outside of the window and some of them, it's not even weird. Like I wouldn't even count those as, as missed. Like those people, I just know that those people are super fit or something like that. And they're just going to smoke past that. And for some of those people, particularly, it's a little harder to dial up what potentially the scale up would be. Or that You're gets always going to have outliers. You're right. Always so, have outliers. right. But if the bulk, if 80, 85% of the class is in that desired window that's a huge win that's a huge win that you're on the right track yeah and, and again easy way for you to self-reflect and and learn more i think that's the beauty of this rx month and agreed with fern this is probably an annual thing i hey i think january could be an ideal time you're going to potentially get a lot of new people in the box an easy way to assimilate them into class where you're kind of having that challenge of how do i get my veterans to do this plus this new person and you know what, if you, again, are maybe afraid to do it, RX week, you could do an RX week and maybe that could be quarterly, but, now, I, but I, I like the month for the record because of what we discussed. It's really a learning opportunity. That's how you have to look at it. It's a learning opportunity for you, for your coaching staff and for your members. So a couple of pitfalls there with, with regard to doing it during the new year. If you, this is easier facilitated when I don't, when I don't have this anticipation of a lot of new people, so I wouldn't do it in a scenario where I have, um, like bring a friend week. I wouldn't do it on that week. Yeah, you don't want to do, do when, too much, of course. Well, the reason for that is I've got people who, who have little to no experience and already have a million questions, and the vagueness of this idea now becomes super intimidating because now they feel like they are supposed to know the answer. Fair so. Enough. With regard to that, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it there. I would recommend it like in a, in a specifically, that's why we do it in November. You know, we don't have a ton of influx of new people in November. We do bring a friend week in October. It's going into the holidays in December. Um, that's why we do it there. So, I like um, it. You know, so just things to consider with regard, because like you will have people that will have a lot of questions about this and, and have empathy for the fact that there are a lot of people that, are not going to like this because they come to the gym to be told what to do, not to try to figure things out. But you so are those, so, telling right, them what to do. For sure. But this is going to make them uneasy. They're like, why don't you just tell me what weight to use? Like I'm telling those people exist. They're going to be out there. So in for those people, be prepared to just give them the answer, but you move the needle for them. Like, Hey, you're going to do uh 80, seven pounds because you like 85 and you're going to do one month, and, and you know, things like that. So just be prepared the, for that. For the record that you should be doing that every day, whether you realize it or not. I mean, I coach consistently one day a week for three classes. And I know I can tell you with any given workout that you program me, what every athlete in that class needs to do to hit that stimulus. Yeah. 90% of the time I'll make a mistake here or there, but that's, I mean, I always, people are always like, how'd you remember I deadlifted, you know, 185 for 12, three months ago. I'm like, I don't remember much in my life, but I remember what happens in the gym for some reason. I'm sure that's just years of training my brain that way. I can't remember, you know, my anniversary, but I can remember what, you know, firm deadlifted. Even but I, I think your, even I know your anniversary, <laughs> but the, the thing is, you, that's something you should be doing consistently. Yeah, you should be doing that anyway. RX month is just a way to challenge your skill set and, and just frame the idea of intensity a little bit differently. Love it. So you just did it in November. Mm -hmm. Do you have any maybe wins that you can talk about? 
from that month? Um, man, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I have any specific ones. That just November was really kind of a whirlwind month for a whole lot of reasons. I think the the holiday party overshadowed everything else that was going on. So like we were we were running our X month, but it was for lack of better terms, just kind of running in the background. The super spreader was, event that you had in Virginia? The super spreader <laughs> event. Yeah, it, it was just, it, you know, the RX month was just kind of running in the background and, and probably didn't, because I think this is the third or fourth time that we've done it. People get so it. it. <clears throat> well, and and the coaching, it doesn't require as much from uh, bandwidth from the coaching staff anymore to do it. Like every, It's just kind of on autopilot. And people are probably, especially your veteran members, you do it once, they're good. Like now right. they're just like, so this is a normal day. Like right. I always yeah. would scale. By the way, yeah. where's my uh, mug from the party? You, oh, your wine tumbler? Yeah, I'm looking forward oh. to that. I mean, I thought, I'm not I thought wearing it today. Your, I thought you were talking about your 100 wad mug and I was like, you no. wads, bro. You gotta do I wear my CrossFit right fat almost every day. I would love, uh, you know, some more. I thought you were wearing a CrossFit right no this, is, uh, no, this is no. This is Rogue. Yeah, because the 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 sh this show is sponsored by Rogue Fitness. Yeah, uh, it should in be the Katie. Sense, in the sense, it's sponsored in the sense that I purchased this from Rogue and I'm wearing it on the show. Did you <laughs> see that they're making bikes now? Uh, like off road bikes or? Well, I, from the look of it, it was a a one speed, so like a, a commuter bike. It's dope. I'll buy one. It was I know right. It was on uh, Katie's personal instagram i think someone shared I don't, it i'm pretty sure i follow her but she doesn't ever post anything she's posting a little bit more often but i think somebody shared it i think it was actually I, whole, whole bar i follow i just fo i just follow bill for the food yeah i mean we've talked about it before the fact that they're just incredible but uh, just for the record we're, we're wrapping up our 2020 shows we are looking for one main sponsor for 2021 so if you're listening you're a small business or a big business or virtual and you want to hit us up where we have a couple people that have reached out already. If you want to be considered, we're looking for one sponsor for 2021. So Bill, I know you're a regular listener. <laughs> if you want to hop in, um, we'll consider you as well. We'll consider Rogue. But Bill, Bill, and if you're not aware of the show or wondering who we are, just body by Jay. Body yeah. by Jay. Third ever, third <laughs> ever purchase for Honestly, they could sponsor this podcast at probably an astronomical number, and it's like a, uh, a rounding error for them at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So. All right. Well, enough about that. RX Month. Check it out. Uh, if you have specific questions about it, you could always email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Something else that we have launched in the new year is our Patreon account. It's patreon.com forward slash day and, and we're doing something unique in there for a very low cost. We're going to do a monthly ask us anything. So if you're a coach or you're a box owner or you're a member and you want to ask us specific questions about RX month or anything that we ever discuss, consider supporting the show. And once a month, you'll get a private episode that doesn't air on all the normal platforms, only in our Patreon account. And I'm sure you can find out more about that on our Instagram. Shout out to Katie for doing a great job there. All right, Fern. Anything we're else to add to there? No, we're just going to have to introduce Katie to the listeners at some point. Yeah, well, we've both been on her podcast. She's got the uh, Keep Moving Forward podcast. Yeah, that's true. But um, she's a great girl, and she's been helping with the social media. And if you appreciate it and you like it, feel free to give her a follow and a shout-out. And 
definitely check out our Patreon. And again, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, best hour of their day at gmail.com. All right. Give RX month a try. That's all we can really say about it. Awkward silence. You want to say something? Dude, you're the worst at closing these out. Like, well, I feel let's like have a, let's have a, let's come up with something. If you're a listener, at this point, I feel like we just have to continue fucking this up because people find it comical. I don't know if they find it comical or tiresome, but if you if you listen, give us an ending because we need something. <laughs> we need something. To Jay's job form, please, everybody. Somebody yeah. help me. RX this for me. I scale the ending. Yeah, blew it. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.